It's a fact you're not here. You ain't even real, but you still bring me fear. You make my bones so tired that my soul stands up. But now I'm starting to need to bleed to fill this cup. It's like I'm starting to need to bleed to fill this cup. Oh. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Working Wing Podcast podcast where every week we watch an episode of the west wing and break it down from our own unique perspective my name is tim schultz and joining me as always my good friend longtime debate companion and a man who makes uh mikhail buchanan look like mitch mcconnell killian collins thank you tim you make mao zedong look like margaret thatcher (laughs) (laughs) i try my best yeah you do you do well you do you do well with the landlords i mean that's all i can say (laughs) (laughs) so killian uh we are here with our second episode against all odds i think smoothness is what we're going for right smooth yeah smooth transitions smooth but yeah the last episode we watched was the pilot the last episode we put out was our pilot there's some things the show did to fix their pilot that, that we can't do. Uh, this show will have no more Martin Sheen than our first episode did. No, unfortunately not. And uh, much like the first episode, uh, it, it really it really needed a lot of notes from uh, the studio. And uh, we also don't have a studio. It's just, uh, <laughs> it's just, just us. Um, and our studio is about, you know, it's... It's going to be about the bunker that we'll, we'll be hiding from the fascists in, you know, soon enough. But yeah. <laughs> Work for context, we are just shoved into my front closet right now. Yeah, that's, just about. This is our podcast, our glorious podcast studio. Mm-hmm. This is where this is where free speech reigns, and where and democracy goes to like goes and looks in and says, "Nah, I don't want to come in here. Yeah. I'll leave." Provisional title: The Commie Closet. <laughs> <laughs> Making capitalists wonder what the fuck's going in there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I want to assure anybody who is somehow back for the second episode, uh, our our top level watchwords for this episode, microphone etiquette. That's that's the name of the game. That is the name of the game. A game that, like most games, I am not very good at. But I'm trying. Yeah. We're going to get better. I mean, you got a better chance at this than basketball. I mean, both of us do, I think, in my opinion. Well, the thing is, is I'm I'm six foot four, right? So I should be way better at basketball than I am, and I should also just be better at fucking talking normally than I turned out to be in that first episode. So fingers crossed for some improvements. Yeah, well, I think I think I think we'll do a little bit longer. We we have some coffee in us. We're all, we're all set up. We're doing this in the morning. We're all yeah. we're all good to go. You got your you got your notebook. I got I got a notebook. I I, I scribbled. Is that mo- am I seeing multiple pages of notes? Yeah, in your hand I got right I, now? I got I got a couple different pages. Holy notes. shit, there, guys! No joke. There are I am looking at like three whole pages of notes. Not just all they're little thoughts. You know, they're just all think think this or that. Car, car, my girlfriend uh, was mad because she was uh she she kept turning off the TV because I was like still a little distracted trying to take notes and be like, hey, no, 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 I need to listen and listen to what the fuck's going on. I can't be ADHD about all this right now. <laughs> I need to watch the I watch the West Wing. God damn it, woman! This is a sac- this is a sacred duty. <laughs> I'm doing my I'm doing my diligence for the country. You think Trump's gonna fucking come through with me knowing this? <laughs> 
Fuck off. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see what those notes have wrought Killian. Would you like to hit us with the recap? All right. Well, it starts out with uh, one of our favorite characters, Mandy, who was the beret wearing, sh- shit talking, take no prisoners media consultant that we were introduced in the last episode. Uh, losing her client Lloyd Russell, who is this, you know, apparent working middle class working man, like you know, friend of the black working class man. That, that was that was I have a note about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this man does not look like the newly crowned hero of anything, except slightly melty lurch looks likes. <laughs> I thought I thought it looked like he looked like Rick Scott, in my opinion. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> like I, I was yeah. saying, like oh, like. This looks like a guy that would throw you off, that would like make you like you get drug tested yeah. for food stamps. Well-known like. hero of the middle class. <laughs> Man with apparently no spine whatsoever, too. I found that interesting, that that it's seemingly the single, like like all Josh did was schedule a lunch, right? Or a breakfast, right? It was It was literally like, it was literally like one overture to this man, and he entirely collapsed. Yeah, under no, under like being offered nothing, like a spot the nominating committee where it's like, well, I mean, am I good to nominate the president? I might might think about, I might think about it soon, you know. Soon, and and just as he looks weak, Mandy looks completely fucking stupid. Yes, just as much with like (laughs) fucking up her suspension to like roll up on the curb in Washington D.C., which to like go off and like scream at people and then threaten to beat beat the senator with her shoe (laughs) like you know all all very you know all all classic awesome like you know strong traits of a woman of course you know in the 90s well i will say she responded to the setback by getting drunk in the middle of the day which is something i can personally relate to right that that's a man's decision That, 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 that seems like, yeah, yeah, you know, like a man's decision after lo- after losing uh, losing your apparently your only client, too. But we'll we'll get to that. Anyway, Mandy loses her client, Lloyd Russell, to the nominee convention because of a yeah, that meeting that Josh decided to set up to just which I mean, this would be a long process if you were trying to, like, lull this guy out of what he was going for. But like, you know, as you said to him, just. One little meeting threw them all off, and Josh is gloating like he just fucking threw the game-winning, you know, the the, the game-winning uh, touchdown in the Super Bowl. So I mean, woo! Right, exactly. Just j- just gloating, which I would hate this motherfucker too. Um. Anyway, oh, well, do, I, I I forget what what was the secretary's name. I know the show is so. Se- I, I mean, I know I'm who's secretary. Uh, jo- or the one that Josh always bickers with. That ah, was- that that secretary is named Donna Moss. Donna Moss. Well, Donna Moss. Yeah. At least was giving him some shit. But here's the thing: is of course they're gonna make her like you know one of the. She's like one of the most like <laughs> one of the more like seen w- women characters besides CJ that's like in the show. But I'm like, all she does is just talk shit. And I mean, I, I like that. I like because she was just talking shit to Josh. But I mean, hey, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I'm starting to notice like what kind of like how this show writes women a lot. Like, yeah. and it's more, a lot more prevalent in this episode. Anyway, after Josh Gloating, we get into Bartlett getting uh, President Bartlett getting flack, uh, media flack for joking about golfers, which is, you know, I'm sure harks back to the media in the nineties, uh, harking at everything that Clinton was saying, whether it was, you know, I mean, and Republicans in opposition, you know, jumping on whatever and any little tiny transgression, no matter how small. But also are golfers really that much of like thin skinned pussies or am I, or like, or like a, you know, a political unit. Like I'm just, I'm I'm pretty sure most of y'all vote Republicans anyway. 
So, I mean, like, shit. Like, I mean, and then granted, this might just be him talking about people that, like, a Democratic president might not, like, suit up to. Like, you know, because right after that, they're just talking about, like, oh, well, you didn't do so well in Texas. And he's like, because yeah. you made your big hat, you made your big hat comment. Right. So we get that joke. Do we ever get the joke that he made about the golfers? I wasn't listening. I mean, I, I mean, I, I heard he made a joke about it. I mean, that's yeah, all I, I mentioned. think they mentioned the fact that there was a joke multiple times. I don't think they ever wrote a golfer joke. I want I would love to see what what Aaron Sorkin considered to be an offensive golfer joke. Maybe back was, in 1998. Maybe it was like incredibly erotic. <laughs> <laughs> Just too too blue for national television. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I know what else you guys do with your golf clubs. Right. <laughs> oh, you got that. You, you, you got that. You got that pink and distinct, didn't you? There? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Mr. Le- President Bartlett, I, 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 can you clarify in those comments? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, we get then we get to, um, you know, President Bartlett mentioning that. Oh, yeah. Well, when I lost Texas is when they learn. I know how to speak Latin. Right. And I want I want to comment on that, too, because. I think I mentioned it. I think we mentioned it in the first episode, right? When when those when those preacher when those like like active like like Christian activists don't know the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. All right, he is in a room where like everyone in there has gone to law school. Hell, everyone has gone to like through like an advanced like college education. That's true. Just and and that phrase is not obscure. It's not uncon. There's, there's no world in which everybody in the room does not already know what that phrase is. Anyway, uh, we then move on. We then introduce uh, Captain Morris Tulliver uh, meeting Leo and uh, with him, uh, you know, seeing how the family is going. This is really the first black character I have noticed on this show. And immediately he shows them pictures of his kids. I thought that was a bad sign right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely some unpleasant foreshadowing if you're Morris Tolliver there. Yeah, and then uh, the guy mentions that uh, he's like, "Well, I'm relatively low rank. If you, you know, to, to be, you know, to be the president's doctor, if you, you know, you really trust me, doing this. Oh, oh no, he loves you. He loves you." Leo's saying like, "Oh my, we, we, he loves you. Well, we got a job for you. Like whenever, like you know, like whenever you want it. You want to start today?" So, and Captain Tolliver says, "Oh no, you know, I have to go to Jordan for a week, and you know, then I'll be dun, back for that." Yeah, right, right. So, so you know, a low-ranking black officer showing off his family uh, a week before he leaves for leaves for the middle east yeah. oh you know nothing nothing but rainbows and sunshine ahead. i'm sure he's got a long yeah long good happy life my, my only know about that scene is that i found it very charming i found that scene very charming but that last there was i think the last line i don't actually have the line written down because i'm not that good at note-taking i'm not killing collins level note-taking over here but i have it down as patronizing and i think it's something about like See, this is not. See, the past isn't the only thing your family can be proud of, and it's like, bro, you don't get to tell people what the fuck they can be proud of. All right, that is not your, that is not your spot. Oh, you mean when I think I think you're talking about when Bartlett was talking. Yeah, when Bartlett. Yeah, Bartlett yeah. Bart, Bartlett's last line to Tolliver was something like, "See, it's not the only thing." Like, like Bartlett gets to choose. Bartlett takes the time to teach Morris Tolliver to be proud of his kids. 
Right. <laughs> <When it's> like, <laughs> this guy's already like seems like he's pretty. This guy's like, like this guy's like, like he's pretty fucking proud already. Yeah, I like, don't th- like he's a naval officer. He's a like, yeah, yeah, he's a naval doctor. Like it's like shit. Like I think he's I think he'll be okay without without like you know getting that compliment from you, Mr. President, or you know that little like no that little lesson in valuing right. you're valuing your children by Josiah Bartlett. <sighs> anyway, um, moving on. Uh, after introducing Captain Tolliver t- talking to Leo, uh, we then cut to Mandy in her in her office. Uh, basically telling her her co- her partner Daisy, who is the second black character I've met in this show, uh, that they're basically fucked and they've lost their client and how fucked they are. Josh. Then we did cut to Josh and uh, what was her name? Uh, da- Daisy Moss, something Moss. Donna Moss. Donna Moss. Josh and a second. Josh and Donna Moss are joking about her putting money on. Uh, her putting money on um, some football games that uh, he would never take and basically losing him a bunch of money, which I don't know, like, is he giving her money to like do this? I, I didn't understand this joke. It's like, well, you bet this money on that. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Did you take his money? Well, no, she's coming to him for the money to pay off his gambling losses. Oh, okay. Well, either way, she seems to be making the bets and she's really fucking him that way. So, you know, good on her. Got to get back at your bosses somehow. Yeah. And then, uh, jo- then basically, uh, Toby walks in, discusses they need a media director, and, you know, Josh says anyone but Mandy, which tells me Mandy's going to get a new job this episode. CJ then, we then cut to CJ at the press conference. And, okay, when when this, when we were being introduced to, like, the White House press conference room, what was funny there, like, I was, like, hearing the sound effects, I had to go back and look at it, and I was like, are there, like, fucking, like, laboratory noises? Because I understand it's, like, a control center thing where you hear, like, beep, beep, beep. But I swear to God, I heard like bubbling or something. <laughs> like I was just like, I, I was just like thinking like of Willy it might Wonka. Be like, yeah, it might be like just leftover stock footage <laughs> from like laboratory sounds that NBC had on file like, or whatever. Like it's like almost just as if like some editors were like, damn, so it sounds too quiet here. We need to make it sound busier. Yeah. So like, you know, you know, they add a little noise to it. Um, yeah, we then get to, you know, the White House saying like, you know, saying I, I, I'm buying, you know, I'm buying you nice reporters uh, birthday presents. So you ask us. So you ask us nicer questions, you know, because hey, you got to play the game. Right? I mean, you got to play the game nowadays. Now, when you got like six to eight media companies and the rest of them and, you know, then like, you know, you have OAN in the background, like <laughs> in their head. Like, it's like, yeah, I, I got you're you're picking your battles. But the press might be another the press might be another episode to talk about all this stuff. Yeah, on. Like, I'm sure there'll be more episodes like that. But anyway, she gets uh, CJ gets a question from a reporter trying to clarify uh, a vague statement, a vague, uh, vague call of support from. Uh, I think I think it was a comment about the uh, that the VP made. Yes, and he was making, and it was something about like him needing the president's support for something that he wasn't quite. The president, yeah, it was like the president needs our support now. For I for, for like some eight. A three C three bill. I, I they never that. go at all into the politics behind that. For, it's for a very se- politics light episode. Yeah, overall. yeah. So they got into something that you know, some issue that we don't fucking know what the fuck yeah. it's about at all. It's, it, it seemed it you know that she then deflected and deflected as a joke and kind of you know moved on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then we get Sam. We cut to Sam and Josh having a conversation where Sam uh, decides to extremely dumbly, uh, not dumbly, just. I don't know how to describe this. Like Sam Seaborn, like is like the dumbest motherfucker like I've ever seen. Like this part, I was cringing like already because Sam was just like really being un- like so obvious about like yeah I slept I slept with like a call girl last night. I want to go back and talk to her. Josh tries talking some damn sense into him and saying like and ask rational questions like 
oh yeah like so like yeah like she's got like she's got shit on you no you know that right she doesn't know her name you've like cut contact with her no one saw you doing any of this shit yeah like all all the rational questions that you would ask like if you're working for a political campaign and you like and and your coworker just told you like hey i i like saw a yeah. girl last night <laughs> and they and they all immediately every time every time the lower combination conversation comes up they immediately get gross with it yep Almost instantly, there's some line, you're trying to save her, or whatever. Yep. They're, they're, and it's like the way they refer to her. And, and it's like, throughout this, Sam kind of like, Sam tries to like establish her personhood in these conversations. I think at one point, she even, does she even say like her name is Lori or whatever, instead of like this woman? Right. But then it becomes clear by the end of the episode that, that Sam also does not think of her as a real person. <laughs> We'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Josh basically Josh basically le- leaves Sam with the advice of talk to fucking Toby before you do anything, yeah. you stupid motherfucker. Yeah. Keep it in your pants. Keep it in your pants. All right. We cut then cut to uh the VP meeting with uh, I assume is the French ambassador or a prime minister. He's speaking French to somebody. Yeah. To somebody where they were, they're all being photographed in a big room. Some Frenchie got into the White House. Right. Some Frenchie got into the White House. And so he's you know, he's talking to Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh c and then uh cj approached the vp about uh a, a question to confirm you know a question to like basically like say hey what what's going on with uh with this little vague statement you made and she gets blown off by by him pretty much of like yeah like yeah we we, we i have a pre- i have a like i have an office to take care of any of this yeah. shit in case which honestly seems kind of reasonable to me yeah i mean we haven't given we weren't we're not given like any kind of political context to this I mean, so yeah, I mean, it kind of just seems like I didn't like that thing you said, and he said, "Well, fuck off." Right? Like, can we can we have a meeting about this or something? Like, you know, move on. Captain Morris is giving his giving the president his uh, you know, his vaccines or his 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 jab. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then the you know president uh, President Bartlett. Then uh, you know they're they're basically they're they're buddy buddies. You know, like Bartlett's talking about his family. Bartlett's talking about his family. Morris is like showing off his family, which I mean, just really expresses more of like how much sentiment they're trying to build yeah, for this person. For sure. Uh, uh, the president complains about his uh, comments being taken too seriously. His woes, you know, the woes of you know being leader of the free world and having the responsibility. Yeah, of being, that be all buried on you. Bartlett then says he's uncomfortable with violence. I remember him. I remember him mentioning that, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> he gets cured of that." Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna say like I don't think there's many presidents. I, I think every American president is pretty okay with violence, one way or another. Historically, yes. Historically, one way or another. Uh, they then bond over. Yeah, they continue bond over. over they keep on bonding over family, and you know, doctor tells him not to eat too much red meat or not drink any. You know, not drink any more booze. Cut down on it. He's got to take care of them. Uh, then we cut to Josh and CJ discussing uh, hire, potentially hiring Mandy and uh, Josh being opposed to it. Uh, and then we also then we next cut to Mandy and Daisy drinking out of paper cups, talking about the woes of uh, why they moved to D.C. To easily uh, the most re- relatable scene yes. of, the, of the whole show so far. Yeah, the day, the day drinking. You know, as 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 a worker, like I definitely can, I definitely can. Uh, yeah, relate to uh, drinking all day after losing your job. Yeah. <laughs> No, literally, literally been through that yeah. uh, exact day before. Yeah, <laughs> out of paper. I, it's funny too because because eventually, um, oh, fuck, why am I hearing his name? Josh? No, not Josh. Um, 
James Comey. James Comey eventually was <laughs> did that after 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 he got fired. Is that true? Yeah, no, because you, you met because I remember that that was like in his book, or, or, or I think that was in his book about like yeah after uh, after Trump fired me, I just was basically like on the plane like and I just drank was drinking wine out of a paper cup. <laughs> and I'm not sure because he was watching this and he's like, yeah, that's fucking yeah, right, that's fucking, fucking right, right. That's fucking right, fucking, <laughs> fucking right. Uh, we then cut to Sam, uh, Sam turning in a. A speech he has, you know, uh, being a nice, uh, being being a good writer, you know, make you know proofreading it before he hands it off to her, making sure that his last details are okay. Uh, then he talks to Toby about his uh, his uh, Lori situation. Uh, Toby then continues to ask rational questions that are still so so objectifying and dehumanizing. Like, yeah, yeah, like you you slit her throat and put her behind the Chinese restaurant, right? That's what you did, right? <laughs> Son, we know this is. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what you did. You know what you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. No, but to- but Toby asked questions about about where, what the fuck's actually who, going. what, where, who, why, why, yeah. why. Uh, th- Sam mentions that while well, I, I am an adult and I should and I think that she should be able to be taken seriously, or I want to be able to give her the benefit of the doubt. And- <laughs> This guy is going to, uh, yeah, be found in like some fucking desert, like you know, not even found. This guy might not ever be found, you know. Uh, yeah. To, uh, later on, depending on uh, what uh, what what he says, depending on who's listening, <laughs> you know. I'm gonna say that you're not gonna last too long in DC, son, if you're giving people the benefit of the doubt. We then cut to Leo discussing uh, having. I think he has everyone in his office, and he mentions that like, well, we need to sell this. E- an economic stimulus we're trying to go for. We need an immediate consultant. Mandy, then Mandy is completely brought to the picture and they announce that they're going to hire Mandy to Josh's dismay because she is his ex. Uh, which is also, you know, another great part of like writing women of like, oh, no relationship to, to these, ma- no relationship to like, these male characters but on professionalism. No, no, she had to date him. It has to, it has to be sex related somehow. They have to think about yeah. it. They have to think of this woman fucking somebody to like make, right. to make her relatable as a person. I mean, what else would she even be doing on the show otherwise? Leo asks uh, CJ about uh, her talking to the president. She basically denies that like anything happened. Leo sees that something is up and decides to have his own little meeting with the vice president. Uh, we then cut to Bartlett getting uh, getting a little package from uh, from the from the White House secretary and saying that she gets a t that he's getting a t-shirt instead of his Omaha steaks. Yeah. He's naturally upset about this because he wants to, you know, he'd rather die of a heart attack before being assassinated. So he moves out and he moves out grumbling. I, I will say, cause I, I do, I do want to be positive. I do love the relationship between Bartlett and Mrs. Lanningham, his oh. secretary. Yeah. No, 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 they, they have, they have great chemistry. It's good writing. Well acted. Yeah, Mrs. Great Langham. Job. Mrs. Langham actually does like she. That's it, hard because it's like she she does kill, it. and it sucks with these secretary characters because it's just like, damn, they're just so in the background, but they fucking they they they, they pull it off. Yeah, they do. Uh, then basically, we cut to Josh going to Mandy's office and saying that to hit, for him to announce the news that she's got a media consulting job. So playing more off of that chemistry, um, with Daisy being the, of course her uh, her her partner Daisy being the. The, the rational part of the, the rational part of the partnership really being the one who's ready to work and Mandy. Not yeah. The fuck. I feel like Mandy is the one to sink a ship. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she, she'll, she'll definitely fire across the bow, but uh, yeah, she, she might steer the ship <laughs> a little, a little fun. She seems kind of like how I'd be in politics, which w- wouldn't be 
good for myself no. or anyone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then, yeah, we get then cut. Then Leo, uh, we go to Leo in his office where he yeah. invites the VP to discuss, uh, to discuss him, uh, blowing off CJ. Um, I was really amazed about how confrontational these motherfuckers were considering, yeah. considering they're in the same part, like they're in the same party. And that's the thing. And you get more, as we go on, you get more backstory on all of this. Okay. So, so stay tuned for that. Okay. But. So, okay. That makes, that, that makes a bit more sense because yeah, that basically we had Leo threatening his political career yeah. at the end of saying like, if you, if you decide to like go against us with the president, we're, we're going to come for you, which I would, I don't know what, like what, like that sounds crazy to me of just like, oh, you're going to sink your VP in your own party to, because of a little disagreement of like what's going on yeah. here. Like what, like. Like, I, 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 it's like, yeah, I mean, like, there must be some horrible fact, like, faction shit going on here, but, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, like, they had to make some confrontation somewhere, so I wouldn't see that happening realistically, but, I mean, I think, I think, as you mentioned, Tim, there's some backstory, there's some drop, personal animosity between these two, it makes more sense. So, one line I wanted to draw attention to in this scene, uh, kind of going into what you were, what you've already been talking about with the secretaries on this show, there's a line coins drops i think as he's coming into the meeting which is just margaret's looking good and like that line bumped me so hard on this watch through because it's just like why would you why would you say that like margaret's not his wife it's not his daughter it's not that's a secretary and you're not even saying like oh you know margaret is doing a great job or, you know, you're lucky to have Margaret or how's Margaret doing? He says, Margaret's looking good. Like, great. The prop, the decoration that you have installed in your, and it's, it's like you, it's like he was con- com- uh, complimenting like a statue or a painting or like a flower arrangement that, that Leo had. Mm-hmm. And it, also in the fact it's like, it's, it's not like, He's going up to her and being like, "Hey, you, you look good. You look good." And he's not talking. Yeah, he's not talking to her. He's talking to Leah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, it's gross. That is a gross comment in I, my view. And that was the VP saying that, right? That was uh, the vice president of these United States saying that. Okay, okay. I mean, you know, ge- generally. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I'm guessing he's not stiffing her hair. So, I mean, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is it with our V? What is it with all our vice presidents? Just like one way or another, it's like why? Why is your hidden shit so bad now? Like, like D- Dick Cheney is like, yeah, like, yeah, you're like the warmongering criminal that's really all behind this. Yeah, or just, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like Al Gore was chill, right? Was there? Is there? I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I don't know too much about Al Gore, he but just to seems my like a weirdo. he's just kind of a weirdo. That just seems like it, that's like the only thing is it just seems like a weirdo. Which is an accusation that could also be leveled against me. Most totally. Of the time. Yeah. Or, like, or me too. But <laughs> you got, you got a little bit <laughs> instant and enthusiastic, uh, uh, Acclamation from Killian. I know. That I, I see the, I see the looks people give to you. <laughs> I see the looks they give to me. I mean, shit. I mean, I mean, I, that depends on the conversation yeah. I'm having with Al Gore. I might not be, you know, you know. I mean, we'll probably we might be splitting hairs about yeah, everything. I do. I do sometimes feel bad for Al Gore. I feel bad for him plenty. Like, I mean, no one. No, I don't know if he's got any friends. <laughs> <laughs> Al Gore, if you ever hear this, give me a call. Yeah, we'll email t- us at workingwingpod at gmail and we can arrange a hang. <laughs> 
And we'll definitely, and like, I'll definitely be your friend and yeah. be friendly to you. Killian's a great friend. Yeah. All right. Well, after after Leo uh, casually threatens the, the vice president's political career and uh, you know threaten you know potentially sinking their party for the next election, uh, we then go to Sam uh, looking for Lori in a restaurant like a fucking uh, madman. This fucking scene, I literally had. I literally got up from my couch and started like pacing around the room because I could not just stand still and watch this shit. It's one of those things where you want to reach through your screen and like smack somebody. I was doing um. I was doing verbal uh, cringes where, you know, you just shout like, you know, you just shout, you know, obscenities. Yeah. Like, you know, just it's just just because it's it's so hard. It's so hard to watch like Rob Lowe doing this. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I know (laughs) we know Rob Lowe understands prostitute etiquette. All right. Like, (laughs) yes, (laughs) yes, he should after all this time. Yeah, he should. Uh That's not, that's not an accusation. That's not an accusation. It's just, you know, pretty public stuff about Rob Lowe and his past. Uh, <laughs> but to watch Sam Seaborn do this, like... It, to, to watch a person who has, like, a law degree. Yeah. Because like, here's the thing. I'll, I'll, I'll just... I'll, I'll lay it all out. Sam, like, r- runs into this restaurant, like, not not asking for a table. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go... I'm gonna go, go over here. I, I'm good. I'm good. MC, I work the White House. Like saying this whenever the fuck he wants, goes up to this table and introduces and introduces to this woman on call with her clients, with another girl, and says, "Hi, I'm Sam Steer. Do you remember me from last night?" And like, the, and immediately the other guys around the table are like, "Sam C, like Sam Seaborn from the White House." From the White House? He's like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, "Yeah, I, 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 I am I, Sam Seaborn from the White yeah, House." Yeah, I am. I, I, I am. I am. That's me right here. Here's my here's here's my identification. I'm in this trench coat, and I I'm trying to get this lady's attention right now. Right. Right now. <laughs> and the way and the way the conversation is framed, it almost feels like like they're the ones caught doing something wrong. And it's like, no, you just barged into a fucking private dinner that these people were having. Right. Right. Like you're a fucking maniac. Li- like like literally. Like literally. Like who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> like. Like, just because you want to talk to us, is this like is this someone from like uh, this thing is this someone from like kenny's administration who's just like yeah well we'll go in there we'll get a couple broads uh you know doesn't matter we'll go up to him while they're having dinner with a husband take him away you know you you work for you yeah you work for the kennedys <laughs> you got it you got it man you got it so you know Lori basically go, goes out to, uh, you know, call a pimp to, like, you know, protect her. <laughs> and Sam... I mean, in theory, right? Like, right. that is the... I get, I get working for yourself, but that is the advantage of, of having someone like that, right? Someone to fucking kill Sam Seaborn and toss him into... Uh, Toss him in the Chesapeake Bay for this shit. That's not that. That's not the police. So you don't fuck yourself. But hey, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> that's what I assume she was running out there to do. No, she just went outside to go out there and argue with him, which is not you know, you, not what a hoe is supposed to do no. at all, at all. No, do, do not argue with that John who coming. He's trying to holler at you from last night. Not even a job. Like the whole not, thing is just ridiculous. Right. It's it's so stupid that this guy you gave pussy to for free. Like it's like another another strike in the whole book. It's like, girl, like you almost done being a hoe. Like you might he, <laughs> he, he may as well try to like um as they were saying in the episode, Save her. reform her. They kept saying reform, like they're gonna send her to school <laughs> to not be a hoe. Oh my god. Um yeah, but we basically cut to like Sam saying like, Oh no, no, I'm sorry, I'm a great guy. You can come to love me, ignore this me. This scene was so fucking infuriating. And it's like from from the fact of like 
how how Sam is just putting this out of just like, well, really like what he's saying and like how he's saying in the context of this is terrible. It's just a pretty man saying this. So it's like, I guess you're not so bad. The, the, yeah. Ted Bundy vibes completely. He he totally, he does not respect her as a person. No. Whatsoever. That is, that is abundantly clear. But the chin and the Danny Elfman music are enough to sway her, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. She, I think she must, I'm, I'm headcanning, headcanning this, that she can hear the Danny Elfman music. <laughs> to me, that makes it more, she's like, she's like pissed off at him. He's being totally disrespectful. Doesn't consider her to be a real person. But then that music starts playing. And she gets, <laughs> and she gets, <laughs> she gets just take, just taken, taken aside. Away, yeah. Taken away by that beautiful man who just, you know, might just kidnap me because he works for the government. I mean, shit, I don't know. He says he writes speeches. <laughs> Well, then anyway, Sam decides, you know, they then walk after she hears the music and decides to like give this, this create this maniac a chance. Uh, Sam puts his arm around around her and they walk off as he starts to reveal his political secrets <laughs> into the night. Um, after that, after that, um, heart, heart, uh, beating, uh, stabbing, uh, it, it's, you know, just. I felt like my face was being mixed by like a mixer, like like a cake mixer or something. Just like uh, yeah. I wanted to hide inside of a hood for for this. But anyway, when that happened, it blacked out, and it goes to three thirty a.m. Like an always sunny introduction, but with that with that militant the snare the snare the militant snare drums. I mean, the music is evocative. Yes, yes, but it, it gets your it gets your blood pumping. Oh yeah, but it's but it, my blood was already pumping with rage at this point. Yes, but it, yeah. <laughs> It's still stirring. Yeah, yeah, you're hard now. Now it's time to fuck. <laughs> it's 3.30 a.m. 3.30 a.m. Bar- fuck. President Bartlett is hard as fuck. He gets woken up, and Leo and Leo informs him in a very solemn and matter-of-fact matter that Captain Talia had died from a terrorist attack uh, on his way to Jordan from a missile from Syria. Yes. On the plane, on the plane there. President Bartlett then, you know, really shows his passive side by promising to, by vowing to blow them off of the face of the earth. With, well, and here's, here's my, here's my note. All right. So yes, terrorism, terrible, you know, fun, you know, religious fundamentalist violence, truly, truly one of the scourges of the, uh, of the modern world. But then Bartlett's vow is specifically I will blow them off of the face of the earth with God's own fury. Oh, so, yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's clear. It's it's important to keep in mind that they're all speaking the same language. They are all they. Bartlett is agreed with these terrorists that God absolutely wants him to kill people. God loves it when you kill people. They're both agreed on that. They just have different versions of 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 the God that wants of who God wants you to kill. Yeah, because, I mean, that's the only thing they disagree on. Yep, I mean, well, I mean, I mean, shit, you go to that in America, and it's like it's like, yeah, it's the terrorists that are like bombing abortion clinics. Yeah. I mean, God told. I mean, God wants them to do that. Like, you gotta and say God, that. And God wants, and God, like you said, specifically wants to lend Bartlett his fury 
to strike down his enemies. Yeah, in Syria. In Syria. Yeah. <laughs> in Syria. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God, because God does recognize those borders. God does recognize the political advantage. God does God does realize that uh, he put Captain Tully on that on that plane to be a victim yeah. to to enrage Bartlett to that yeah, point because yeah. God needed God needed some Syrians to die, apparently, so all this must be in his plan. Praise be. Which I mean, honestly, like that fits in a lot more with like I mean, you know, a, a Republican. The Republicans like, you know, way like, you know, like like George Bush too, you know. God needs to fight them terrorists. Yeah. But um yeah, also too, I, I, I found it just really like it's just you know, I know we're at the end of this episode and trying to leave you on a cliffhanger, but we have no idea of the context of this. Right. Why why? <laughs> why would Syria like bo- like 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 send a missile out towards us? Like what the fuck like yeah, what the fuck's that happening? My, that is my final note for this episode. Where where is where is the context? What what about like what happened like what happened the four years prior? <laughs> like like what the right. last president was like do? The, the terrorist attack. Makes sense, right? Because when you do a terrorist attack, you're not even looking to do, like, direct damage or anything. You're just looking to, like, make a splash, make some headlines, you know? You're not necessarily trying to cripple anything. Why does Syria take this shot? What does Syria gain from just blowing up a random a random helicopter? It makes absolutely no sense. No. <laughs> not, at, not, not at all. That not not at all to 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 like provoke a war with like but the, yeah to, to with the biggest the, superpower yeah to get to get the superpower mad is apparently the only reason. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, according to this, too, um, also too, it's like a terrorist attack, and it's before nine eleven too. So none of this shit happens on American soil. It's always Americans abroad who are getting hurt. Yeah, because that's what terrorism that's what terrorism was to Americans most of the time, and then and then the domestic terrorism that would happen that was. Most of the, the biggest thing in Americans' minds at this point was Tech probably Kaczynski and shit. Tech and, and uh, Oklahoma City bombing. Yeah, yep. yep. So, yeah, it's a different terrorism. Like, especially like, especially like, um, religious terrorism is like a bit of a different, yeah. bit, a, a bit of a different feel. Especially for like Isla- Islamic Islamic uh, field terrorism is it seems like an abroad problem right now. Which I mean, to the rest of the world, it's a fucking here problem all the time. But. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, I just wait for a couple more years of of real world time to. I bet I bet they'll start. They, 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 I hope they start. I mean, I hope in the show, and they're not going to say it now, but I hope at some point in the future they mention Wahhab. They say the word Wahhabist or something. <laughs> but like you know, I somehow doubt that. I somehow doubt that'll be mentioned. But like, well, we'll see. That's going to be a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Stay so. tuned. Last week, we had kind of a more structured talking about issues format, but I think the show needs to be lithe and limber and able to change on the fly. And we've already covered the the things that bumped us in this show at length, being uh, Sam Seaborn and uh, religious fundamentalism from our own government. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which, so, I'm, which I'm sure there'll be a lot, a lot more of that. We'll get more into detail oh, yeah, as, yeah. as as the show progresses. As we... as the show progresses, uh, yeah, more to come on both of those fronts. I'm sure. That was the second episode of the West Wing, and that was the second episode of the Working Wing podcast. As always, we couldn't do this without the support of several dear friends of ours. First of all, James Kunka who graciously allowed us to use his song Back on Our Feet as our intro and outro music. You can check more of his work out at jameskunka.bandcamp.com. 
please give it a listen and send some money his way. Uh, we also owe thanks to our friend Jennifer Much, who designed our beautiful logo. You can see more of her work at jennifermuch.com and contact her about all your design needs. Thank you for listening to the Working Wing Podcast. And as always, keep on working. Keep on working. Uh, give me a clean cut of you speaking Latin right there. I think I am going to use it at some point. Give me a give me a clean take of that. Distra poste drunmedest. Minna struta kita prosta tete rustima. Kula ergo bisto trema. Excellent. Perfect. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs>